Um, and I signed an NDA about it. Just something I've been thinking about a lot. <laughs> so I can't talk much about it. I was scared and nervous and all of the things. I'm gonna do nothing. <laughs> no, you wanna decide what that next thing is gonna be. And I knew it wasn't gonna come to me for some reason. It wasn't gonna come to me unless I let go. We're gonna have so much fun. Are you kidding? I think I, think I looked at the savings and I was like, crap. You know, it was just kind of a daunting moment. Hi, and welcome back to the Between You and Me with Rihanna Marie podcast. Today we have a very fun episode with lots of different topics and I thought we would just kind of play around and talk about some silly things. <laughs> um, first of all, I know this isn't the episode that you're all waiting for because I just posted about it. Um, next week's episode is Your Ex Did That and I just posted to get confessions and I am in awe. I need to stop reading them before the episode is out uh, because I, or before I record the episode because I want to react to them live because they are wild. Like actually wild. When I said scandalous, I, I don't know what I was expecting, but you guys did not come to play. Like they are so Jaw, literally jaw dropping so when this comes out you can you'll you'll still have time if you have a jaw dropping confession to add or maybe like a silly one to add into the mix because these are like they're kind of messing with my faith in humanity i'm not gonna lie <laughs> so yeah add yourself in there and we'll read them next week i'm so excited about this episode and I'm having a lot of fun even just in the pre part of it, the setup of it. So I feel like I would definitely want to keep doing that for sure. Um, yeah, I don't know. Updates this week, a lot of stuff is going on. I feel like I'm in starting to get into grind mode and it's a really good feeling like i feel like my creativity is finally flowing and my ideas are on par and i have energy and if you're a girly then you know what it's like during your cycle and i feel like the only week i have this type of energy is right when my cycle is over and that is the feeling that I have right now. I just, I wish I had this type of energy at all the other points through the month. It's so difficult because I love that feeling of being productive and feeling productive and having the energy to do what I want to do and get a lot done. And it's just not there all of the time. And I think when it goes down, I get so frustrated and I that is one of the topics in this episode is how to let go and just allow whatever it is you're feeling. So right now I'm embracing and allowing this feeling of having a lot of energy and it's awesome. I launched That Girl RX, which I'm so excited about, like beyond excited. If you know me, you know that I love my iPad 
and I love planning. I love a good list and I love journaling. So it feels like so many pieces of me put into one and yeah, it just makes me like really happy to be creating that. And I have really good ones coming up. So get excited if you like those things too, because I'm putting my heart and soul into them. It definitely, it feels like my baby project. So I wanted to chat about letting go instead of forcing and trying so hard. And I think it's something that almost is not intuitive. It doesn't, it's not what you wanna do. It's not something that comes natural, right? Like if shit hits the fan, the natural response is to get the fuck up and do something about it, right? And like grind and move and figure stuff out and make something happen. And it's this very, I mean, it's a masculine energy, right? But it's a pushing and it's like a doing, doing, doing. And I just went through a period of time that really like opened my eyes and opened my perspective about how valuable letting go can be and how tricky it is, especially in one, our world today, where we are obsessed with instant gratification, we're obsessed with hustling, we're obsessed with grinding and everything in between, right? So to take a step back and almost embrace the art of doing nothing, is it's unfamiliar. And you're gonna be met with question marks from the people in your life, right? Even if you have the most supportive people, you're gonna have people wonder like, what are you doing? <laughs> and so it takes it takes a level of strength, right? Uh, so a little ways back, I had a really good job. And it was paying very, very, very well. And, you know, it's the reason, like, I got my beautiful car that I love. And so many beautiful things came out of it, right? Um, and I signed an NDA about it. It was, a, it was beautiful, but like weird. And I wish I could tell you more tea, but like I said, I signed an NDA. So I can't talk much about it, but I ended up having to leave the job and it was unexpected. And I didn't think that was gonna happen. And so I leave the job and I'm left kind of in like a limbo place, you know? I don't know what I'm gonna do next. I don't know where to go. And I have this car I need to pay for, right? Um, a pretty hefty car payment. And I had like one moment of freak out right at the beginning. Like I was talking to Owen and I was like, what about my car? Like, what am I gonna, what am I gonna do? You know? And I was scared and nervous and all of the things. And then something kind of started rolling through within me. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna do nothing. <laughs> and it sounds ridiculous. And it also, it's like, I don't really have the privilege to do nothing. You know, I don't, I've not have, no one's paying me money. I don't have a family that can like really support me. I have a roof over my head, which is such a privileged gift. But I was like, I'm, 
I'm going to not run to the next thing. Because what I knew was that I wanted to do something that felt like me again, you know, something that was my own, which I've done for the majority of my life. I've worked for myself and I didn't know what that was going to look like yet. I had no idea. And it was kind of, it was a hard place to be because when you're in between with a creative process like that, you you know something's gonna come to fruition, you just don't know what, and you you want it. You want the instant gratification. You wanna know, you wanna decide what that next thing is gonna be. And I knew it wasn't gonna come to me for some reason. It wasn't gonna come to me unless I let go. So I just put myself into this space of romanticizing summer. And I was like, okay, I have a good savings. <laughs> I've I've built them up. I'm proud of myself for being smart with that. And I'm gonna like live off of that for a little bit. And while I live off the savings, I'm going to embrace summer. And I'm going to embrace the art of doing nothing. And I'm not gonna force myself to figure out a plan to force an idea, to force a creation. I'm just going to believe that it's going to come to me and the second thing I did was make a decision and I decided with it was like going to my gut going to my will and I just said I am going to keep the car I have no clue how <laughs> and I know these savings are gonna run out at some point but I love this car, it means so much to me and I'm going to keep her, somehow. And it's talked a lot about in manifestation, making a decision, deciding your manifestation and then releasing and letting go of the how. And I wasn't consciously manifesting, I wasn't thinking of it that way, I wasn't thinking, okay, well, I'm going to manifest this, so I'm going to, here's my manifestation, and I'm going to release the how. It was a different process. It was, it was just the, I don't know, it was the, literally it was the way the wind was blowing me, and I just trust it. I don't know if that sounds ridiculous, but if you listen to my podcast at all, then I know that you get me, and you get what I'm saying. So I let go, and I had fun. I just embraced being in love, I embraced my friendships, I embraced having the beach so close, and that was my focus. And then I think, I don't know, I think it was like overnight one night, maybe through a dream, the idea came to me. And I woke up the next day and started brainstorming this podcast and rebranding it and deciding what I wanted the vibe to be and what I wanted it to feel like and something that would actually feel fun for me and exciting for me and something that I would actually want to do. So I started envisioning that. And over a course of a few days, it kind of, it started coming together. And I was like, okay, wait, I see what I'm doing. And I got so excited because I let it happen naturally. I didn't force myself to have that realization or that idea come or else it wouldn't have come. 
and when it did it was so pure and like a flow and I was just like ah here it's it has arrived and so I started you know working on the cover art and all of those things and just cooking it up and I kept the same relationship in that moment to this and I was like okay well I'm just I'm not going to force finishing it fast getting it up fast I'm just going to continue to allow all the brainstorming and all the ideas to come to me and I knew inside once I recorded the first thing or posted the first thing, I knew I'd be on a roll. And so I also wasn't going to force that moment. And I told the people around me, but a little bit before, like a little bit back up, in the in-between, between losing the job and that next step, I was like, nobody tell me. Nobody asked me what I'm doing. <laughs> nobody tell me what to do don't give me ideas I don't want to hear it I want it to I want it to be mine and I want it to come through me and that was important to me you know I guess I didn't want the noise of other people's opinions and I feel that way about about all of my creations like they're mine and I don't I, they're my babies, you know, like I want to protect them and I knew whatever was going to come up was going to be something that mattered a lot to me. But it was funny because when I started telling the closest people in my life what I decided, pretty much everyone was like, duh, <laughs> that's what we were hoping you would do. And I was like, shut up. <laughs> and yeah. So everyone, everyone was hoping for this too, or figured this is what I would do, except for me. Everyone knew, except for me. I genuinely didn't know what it was gonna be. Then the That Girl, that Girl RX Digital Journals and Planners came to me, and I decided to pick up another job just to have that feeling of security while I build what I'm building. And it all just kind of fell into place and clicked into, into place naturally. And looking back, like being in this moment that I'm in now, looking back, I truly never once allowed myself to spin into cycles of anxiety about what I was going to do. I really didn't. And I didn't obsess. And I had, I remember one day of getting really scared. I had one day where I got really scared and I was like, how am I going to provide for myself? You know, what am I going to do? Like, I think, I think I looked at the savings and I was like, crap, you know, it was just kind of a daunting moment. And I let it go and I was like, I'm not going to sit in this and I am somehow there will be a way I don't know how but somehow there's going to be a way and I'm going to figure it out and I learned a lot because it worked <laughs> it worked and by not trying so hard and by not going into 
a masculine space of doing, 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 and grinding, 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 and scarcity also. Like, I come from a lot of scarcity in my childhood and a lot of survival mode, and deciding I wasn't going to put myself in that place, it did something. And it worked. And I think that there's like something about feminine energy all wrapped into that, right? Because I consider myself a doer, right? I consider myself a a creator and I've always there's even been points where I would say I had I was like had workaholic tendencies. I've always been doing something. And I kind of challenged myself to do nothing. And there and feminine energy is about allowing and receiving, right? Masculine energy is the output, right? The it's the physical, it's the earth, it's the grind, whereas the feminine is intuitive, it's a flow, it's a deep inner knowing. It's allowing things to come to you, it's allowing the right things to come your way. And we all have those aspects within within us, right? Like when I'm sitting down to budget, right? Or the editing part of creating content, like that's very masculine I'm doing. But when I am brainstorming or chatting or recording or drawing or just sitting there and allowing things to come my way, it's in those moments that I feel the most in my feminine. And I think it's a it's a tricky like thing to find in this world because it's it's not so accepted, especially in America, you know? We have so much of that like I said, that culture of grind and instant gratification. And then also within relationships, like especially for the things that I've spoken about, independence is so vital. I truly believe that. I think it's vital to be able to stand on your own two feet. I think the healthiest relationships are where two independent people come together and meet in the middle, right? Two people who can stand on their own two feet and what you do for each other is is just expand your world and make things bigger and better and more beautiful and i do think that you need that like it's 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 a belief that i've had to learn in such a hard way you know like i had i didn't I only learned that by having no independence and really finding out how dark that that can get. But when you're in a healthy relationship and you do have that inner inner independence and confidence and ability to stay on your own two feet, being with, like for, for me in my position, being with a man who is a protector and a provider and even it's the littlest things of like he never lets me hold my own bags anywhere he will hold all of them <laughs> there was like i don't know i think we were at the beach the other day and he i had a lot of bags and he like grabbed every single one of them we were laughing he's like physical provider <laughs> i was like uh -huh. and 
and what happens when you're with, when you're in a safe situation is that you can you can allow that too and then you can go into that feminine place of allowing yourself to be treated like a princess and taken care of and honored and cherished and it's a really gorgeous energy to sink into it feels so good for me it feels even better being in that energy knowing i fill up my own cup already right so then that kind of love it becomes an overflow right it becomes the cherry on top and like in in a past relationship i didn't drive right and i couldn't drive <laughs> and they drove me everywhere and there was a point when things got really bad where they were like you need to learn how to drive and I realized during that time that I gave them way too much power over me. I don't think they minded the act of, the loving act of service of driving me places, but the fact that I couldn't do it for myself was a desperate energy. It was a lack energy, right? So it's like now I can drive for myself, right? and um and i love driving now i told i got past that fear um so when he he always drives though <laughs> and even if we're in my car he's driving my car and and then it's empowering right because then i'm allowing someone to give in, and, but I know that I can still do it for myself. So it's not about hyper-independence, right? Where you do everything for yourself and don't allow help. And I struggle with that still, you know? I think when you, on any journey, it's natural to go to two extremes, right? Like if you were too much of a people pleaser, then you may go to the extreme of hyper-independence, right? But there's a middle ground where you can have independence but then allow help allow love allow support you know you don't have to figure everything out by yourself and it's an incredible place to be but it's very specific and it takes time to find out what that looks like and what that feels like for you so the art of doing nothing isn't actually about doing nothing right it's about doing from a genuine place, doing from a place that excites you, that energizes you, that empowers you, rather than a dragging your feet just to make ends meet. And I didn't mean for that to rhyme. And it's not that we don't have to struggle in this life, right? I wasn't handed everything on a silver platter. And struggle is a part, like life is meant to be difficult. I don't personally believe that we can omit all suffering in this lifetime, right? But there is a softer, easier way to moving through life. And it looks like, it looks like having a mindset of glass half full rather than glass half empty, right? So you lose a job. That's a scary moment. That was a scary moment for me, right? But from what I've gone through in this life and the way I've moved through things before, when that happened, I knew it was the right thing. I just knew it.
In the depths of my being, I knew it was going to catapult me to my next place, right? The next level, the next version of myself and that it was meant to be and that I was pulled out at the exact right time, right? And that I could trust that. And I also knew that the journey in that job was for a reason and meant to be and that I was supposed to be there because so many times things happen in this life and we don't know why, right? And you can only kind of even imagine or guess in hindsight, right? Like every friendship I've lost or relationship I've lost, it grew me, it, it expanded me and it brought me to the next place. A uh, little astrology, tid astrology tidbit, I have, in my seventh house, which handles one-on-one -on -one partnerships and relationships, I have a lot of really rough planets. I have Chiron, which uh, is known as the wounded healer. So it's a place of really intense wounds, but you grow from them. I also have Pluto there, uh, which is a planet of extreme transformation, you know, like things falling apart uh, so that you can then rebuild them and you can come back together stronger and so i get a lot of growth in my life from the relationships that i'm in right and it's why like in the first episode i spoke a lot about how i'm, I'm happy that i went through a breakup you know i'm grateful for it because i never would have met owen <laughs> and I never would have seen, but even more than that, love him so much, but even more than that, I wouldn't have seen that level of my strength. I wouldn't have got to meet her and see that I could get through that too and, and get up and become a shining, dazzling, <laughs> uh, independent version of myself and and being able to spend that moment with myself in early adulthood, right? So when something really, really difficult or hard happens, don't dissociate from the pain or the difficulty or that feeling or the grief, right? That's real and that's meant to be felt. And two things can exist at once, at the exact same time. It's one of my favorite things in this life. So something can be incredibly difficult. And in that same moment, it can also be something that you know is going to help you grow. And you know it will be worth it in the end. And to be honest with you, that's the only way I've gotten through anything that I've gone through in this life is believing that it will allow me to be able to help others more, to understand things that I hadn't gone through before so that I can relate to other people with them, um, that it will help me grow into a brighter and better version of me. And it, and it gets me through life, right? And it doesn't mean that you, that you don't feel the pain or that you have to act like there is no pain, right? like the buzzword or buzz phrase rather, toxic positivity, right? Toxic positivity would be, um, okay, I lost a job and perfect. <laughs> I'm ready for the next thing, right? And it was meant to happen. 
without the acknowledgement of that in-between space of, oh my God, I lost something, right? I'm scared. I don't know what's next. And, and that's a very real place to be and something to not ignore or discount, right? So blending the two together. And I think that uh, it's the same thing for feminine energy and masculine energy. It's an interesting topic, right? It's another buzz topic. But for me, it looks like, you know, the masculine energy of planning, of getting jobs, of, of working hard, of creating, then the feminine energy of allowing what those things are to come from a place of intuition, right? And also excitement, things that I want to do, things that I genuinely want to do and be doing. And the feminine energy of knowing that everything works out for me, not against me. So whatever that thing is that I'm doing, I'm doing it for a reason, right? It's a backing to all the action. <laughs> yeah. It's what it's what it's what the drive is, the driving force behind taking the action. So you don't have to be one or the other. You don't have to box yourself. You don't have to be perfectly feminine or perfectly masculine. But but seeing where you can blend those two kind of relations to life into one thing. And in and into your bigger relationship to the world and to the way that you move through life. Hmm. Just something I've been thinking about a lot. <laughs> but I don't know, I, ju I just really saw that work in my life and I didn't realize what I was doing until I kind of looked back on it and realized, oh my God, I didn't freak out, but everything's working out. And I didn't freak out when it got scary. I just decided to trust, it's a decision. The power of your will and making a decision from, from your gut is so powerful it's more powerful than you know but it takes getting quiet it takes sitting with yourself it takes making a decision from the depths of your being right and uh pragmatic ways to go about that you can close your eyes and do a body scan and make your way to your gut and see what it says and there is no wrong or right way. You may hear something and you may hear a little note that will give you a, a soft, a soft look, a soft answer into something that you need to know. Using your gut is so incredibly powerful. So I hope you enjoyed this very typical pinky talk, but I cannot wait to see you next week in our confessions episode because I, oh, they're coming in hot. We're going to have so much fun. Are you kidding? I'm so excited. I can't believe we have to wait till next Thursday. What are we going to do with ourselves? I don't know. Well, I love you so much. I love you so big. Have a beautiful week. Um, you can hang out with me on Instagram, on TikTok, on YouTube. Everything's linked in my bio. And also, if you want to and you're feeling kind and sweet, leave a review on Spotify Podcasts or Apple Podcasts. 
um, it really, really, really helps, and I appreciate it so much. Okay, I love you guys so much, and I'll see you next Thursday. Bye.